I can't believe this is your least favorite James Blake album. Well, not least favorite, but out of this and Overgrown, I prefer Overgrown. So do you like assume form more than you like? Yes. This? So yes. then it is your least favorite James Blake album. No, no, it's only got three there's albums. another one. No, he's, he's got, got three got albums. Fourth. He's got three. He's got four. He's got three albums. He's got here. four. He also has the color in anything. Do we count EPs released, and LPs as albums? It released in 2018. Is this his fourth album? Yeah. He's got stuffs. Yeah, he's got four albums. Holy shit, you're right. I forgot about his third album. Yeah, it's not. 2016 it released. It's not great. It's the worst one. Color and anything. No. That's the watercolor one, right? Yeah. Welcome to the Friday special. Welcome. Welcome. That's how forgettable it was. I literally forgot there was an yeah, it's album. it's not great. It's not great. <laughs> but I understand why you love that one, and I'm sure you'll explain it, but I have some very... The first James Wake album? Yeah, I have some very direct opinions on why you like it. And on I, the first I, I album? Will, yeah. What do you mean you have direct opinions on why I like it? You know how I like to explain how you like things and why you don't like things? You know how I like I to tell you how you feel? It? Yeah, yeah, and you're very it's rarely because you wrong. like you really like Bon Iver and like that style, and like Francis and the Lights, and that and that album is very of that same vein. Like it's very color and anything was like that though though too, and I wasn't a big fan of that album. Yeah, but this, he literally has Bon Iver on uh, Bon Iver on it in the old, like original. Like if it's just all sample loop heavy, I find it is. It's it's a lot. It's true to his like his DJing days. Yeah. He was a DJ. Did you know he was a DJ before he became a guy? Who are we talking about? He did. James Blake. He did recently do like a residency on BBC Radio One. Apparently, he has like tons of individual like like before he was a vocalist. James Blake did. He had like the Clavier Work EP. He had uh, a bunch of like small little like like B sides and stuff like that. And they were all just remixes and like and just him sampling and making beats and stuff like that. He wasn't a vocalist uh, before his his debut. Nice. So he's got some really good work out there. If you haven't checked out James Blake pre James Blake like title uh, self titled album, I would check him out. He's actually a he's pretty a, he's a pretty good DJ. He's got a pretty distinctive style. Anyways, Friday special. We're talking James Blake. A uh, new album came out a couple weeks ago. Assume form. So we took a couple weeks to just uh, talk about it, or sorry, take it in, um, so that we can formulate some thoughts, so that we could talk about it. And then in the same um, note, we'll probably touch on some of his previous works. Um, this is his fourth studio album. Um, it was preceded by James Blake's self-titled album, then Overgrown, which is Shane's favorite, and then The Color and Anything, which I totally forgot about, and then Assume Form just came out uh, at the end of January. So we've got four albums. Um, we're going to focus heavily on Assume Form, and then you uh, you will likely hear some opinions on the others as well. So let's start it up with how did you feel about Assume Form? Um, is it what you wanted? Is it not what you wanted? Is it a little bit of both? Uh, yeah, let's talk about it. Should I start? You should start. Okay. Uh, oh, oh, oh. Let she, let uh, Paul bring the hammer in after. Yeah, I'll let you bring in the hammer. It'll be um, a light hammer. So, I really enjoy Assume Form. I've been listening to it a lot on repeat. Uh, pretty much all the way through. For me, the weakest track on it is Assume Form, which is the name of his album, but also the first track. And uh, for me, it's not the greatest, but... I think this album is more accessible than the last album. I like that there's a lot that you can actually sing along to. It's not a fully singable album, which I don't think any James Blake album ever will be, but it's more in that vein. I think the feature from Andre 3000 on this album is spectacular, and I think this is amazing Travis Scott uh, on this album, stepping away from the the Travis Scott that everyone's grown to know and stepping back to like old Travis Scott uh, style with the melodies, which I think is great. And I like that he doesn't heavily rely on looping and layering 
too heavily on this album, which is really nice. It makes it a very easy listen all the way through. I mean, it's typical James Blake where it's sad James Blake, but some of the music is like the, the production on it is great. It sounds crisp. It sounds clean. Um, but there's definitely some intriguing songs that make you ask why he wrote that song or why it's on the album. Like, um, uh, I'll come to is a very strange song where he sings about how, wherever this person's going to go, he's going to go to, and then it's like, Oh, you're on the brink. I'm going to come there too. Da, 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 da. So that's interesting, but I do, uh, I do enjoy it. I thought that it was a good album. Uh, I would definitely recommend people listen to it. It's, uh, it's likely my, my wintertime album uh on this he does have a very wintry aesthetic like even just the cover of overgrown somber yeah uh yeah. color and anything is uh is in in the fall and then the i mean his original his first album was very uh like the cover wasn't anything spectacular but um but yeah they all very much lend themselves well to like cold like yeah. early winter or late winter months and and fall and stuff like that so yeah, yeah. i think um, mile high is my gonna be my winter song yeah, yeah I love travis it. scott yeah i love it man uh thoughts on okay so favorite song least favorite song and then yeah we'll go with those two yeah favorite song is mile high, mile high and then yeah. where's and then next would be where's the catch with andre 3000 yeah my least favorite song is the name of the album assume form the first song eh yeah i like that song a lot interesting yeah. okay thoughts paul uh, got... so i guess okay actually one last thought score go out of it. 10 8.5 8.5 okay 8, 8.5. 8.5. Anywhere in between there. All right. 8.25. Mm. Perfect. Eight and a quarter. Yeah, give it eight and a quarter. Half past eight. Quarter uh, past eight. I believe Anthony Fantano calls that a, a hard eight or a, a soft eight and a half. I fucking hate Anthony Fantano. I don't know Anyways, who that is. He's, I'll show you a video of him after. He's a reviewer. Who's he right for? Or He's just a YouTube reviewer. YouTubers? Yeah. He's, okay. he's got some good opinions, but there's some there's certain things that he does that are just wrong how many like share and subscribes out of 10 do you give andrew fantano anthony fantano fantano is it fantano, it's anthony, fantano first fantano? of all it's not andrew it's anthony anthony fantano andrew or anthony anthony i didn't say andrew i thought you said anthony oh, did so i say anthony you said andrew uh okay audience message us on twitter or Instagram. i'm gonna edit Let this later i'll find out for sure you're gonna change it <laughs> just live streaming right now fake okay. news Fake news. All Fake right. News. Thoughts on, uh, uh, on Assume Form. So I guess I come from like sort of a different spot on this. Like, so we agreed to like check out this album and I don't have as much of a history with James Blake, but I heard a lot of good stuff. Um, I'm like aware of him as like in his collaborations because he's got like a huge, like a huge CV of like different people he's collaborated with. And so like I was very interested to like give this a shot. And like my experience with this album really went through stages at first, like, I remember we, like, did a quick check-in last week, and at first, after, like, a couple of listens through, I was just sort of, like, it's weird, but I kind of finished listening to this album and just wondered, like, oh, wait, did I actually listen to anything? Like, it kind of felt left almost no impression on me. And then as I kind of went through, like, I kind of kept, felt like I was searching for something here. I was, like, I was trying to find, like, an album. I was trying to find something of substance, but ultimately I was feeling like, no, I didn't find anything here, and I was starting to dislike it. And then the third time through, like, I just started feeling just outwardly annoyed by most of the songs. Really? That's a weird yeah. feeling to take on. Well, it was just going through it. Like, I often, like, I started to feel like most of, like, 
the lyrical work from this music. I have to stop saying like as much. Much of the much of the lyrical work from this album felt like it was taken from Tumblr poetry posts. And I felt like all the music I was listening to sonically was like one of those applications that uses machine learning to generate sounds to stimulate your brainwaves. And my highlight of the album is that is like, what's the name of the track? It's like, I think the 13, no, it's number eight. And it is that Andre 3000 verse that you get on where's the catch. And I kept going back to where's the catch hoping like, you know what, maybe this track is going to like fire something up in me and like, I'm going to be able to reverse engineer like more of an appreciation for it. Mm-hmm. But often I was just getting to the song and wishing that you I could just listen three, to the verse yeah. and finding everything else around it annoying. Hmm. Interesting. Do you like music? Would yeah. you consider yourself a music liker? Uh, I'm not would, even a lover. Just do you like yeah, music? Do I would like? consider myself someone uh, frequently antagonistic of music. I was it's strange because I have like this view of this uh, like this artist. I'm like, I should like this guy more, right? But then as I start looking and backtracking through some of his like collaborations and starting to feel like, oh, like the pseudo like turned down gospel like sorta melancholy tone of his music always strikes me as a sort of like, no, this was something that I was really over with like around Forema forever ago. And you don't like, do you not like that album? No, I love that. I love that yeah. album. But everything since that album felt like, no, I think we each reached the, top, the, the pinnacle of this. Which, again, like, music is for people. Mm-hmm. And so there are different strokes for different folks. And I'm like someone who, like, I love the music of the strokes. There are probably people who don't love the strokes. So I like the strokes. Yeah. I mean, I'm okay. You're okay with, with the strokes. strokes? Yeah. But there are acts that just don't jive with people. Yeah. And... For a, So I don't like blame anyone for enjoying this type of music, but I really felt like this was not for me. Interesting. Do you like the XX? I enjoy the XX. Do you like Jamie XX? I like Jamie XX's solo work more than I actually like the XX. Yeah, I'm, I am, I'm a flip. I prefer the XX's really? work over Jamie XX's I'm work. I'm the opposite. Yeah. I kind of I'm feel like the J- I kind of feel like X, the XX, well, good. It kind of feels like they're... How many albums do they have? They have three? Yeah. That's too many. That's too, too many. Wow. Okay. They did... It seemed like they peaked on Coexist on their second yeah. album. Yeah. yeah. And then the third album was kind of laborious yeah. to get so through. It's a sort of situation where like... And I think they're good, but it's sort of... It feels like to be a musician is almost like this thankless task where if you release an album, everyone will love it. And that's great. But then you release your second album and you'll have a contingent of fans that are like, it's too different from the original stuff. It's not what I love them for. Or you will release an album that sounds exactly like the first one, and you're either doomed to experiment your way out of popularity and become unsuccessful, or away from like what you were initially there for, or to continue releasing the same stuff over and over again. Yeah, you're and that's what feels like the XX did. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, for me, like, do you like subtract? I enjoy subtract. So for me, Overgrown is a subtract esque album. I get a lot of subtract vibes for it, and this assume form i get a lot of sampha vibes throughout it who work together yeah. quite frequently the two of them yeah so this sounds a lot like that sampha album and that's the thing is i i love sampha i also love the collaboration between subtract and sampha quite frequently so that's kind of what draws me to this album it fills a void in which you know the sampha album's been out now for what two three years and we haven't heard really anything mm-hmm. new maybe one song so it fills that void for me but yeah, I totally get. I get how it can be really annoying listening to what he's saying, and you know, if you're not into it, I get it. 
too often I felt like I was listening to it and waiting for something to happen. Yeah, I don't think that you're going to listen to a James Blake album and get a twist or a hype. I think that the most you're going to get out of that is the Andre 3000 verse and, and what you get on Where's the Catch. And even that kind of ends abruptly. Yeah, but that's all, that's Andre 3000's yeah. trademark, really. Like, on any of his features, he just ends his verse randomly, I find, which I think is cool. His I previous think. two big features, which would have been... Well, he's got multiple features, but his two most Frank notable Ocean. features I can think of are Channel Orange and Blonde. And yeah, Channel Orange, it ends literally in the middle of him He was rapping. on the Kid Cudi album too, no? Yeah, but he was only on a hook and then... I don't think he had a verse on that album. He was on two songs on that album. I know what you're talking mm-hmm. about. He had... The song was The Wave or something like that? No, no, no. There was two songs on that album. You're right. One of them was only a hook, though, and the other one had a verse. Andre 3000 is paying, he's like playing his like his late features career very intelligently, where it's the Good sort for of him. thing where he's coming out and he's just like, I'm going to leave you always wishing that there was more of me and never give you all of me. Yeah. yeah. Like, successful so mm-hmm. far. Like, there's that's it's hard not to look forward to an Andre 3000 feature. Like that's 100%. what I look for on most albums. When we felt, when I saw the track list for James Blake's album and, and where's catch is also my favorite song on the album. It's just, he's, he's always something that you're looking forward to. When is he going to pop up next? Cause he doesn't always pop up on the next logical album that you think he'd be on. Like I didn't think it would be on the James Blake album for, but for him to be on the James Blake album is, is a huge thing. Right. So mm-hmm. for me, his last couple of features that were predictable were the Frank Ocean albums. It just seems like the safe go-to or like a big boy album he might appear on, but that has yet to happen as well. So, I mean, yeah, I, I it's same thing for me. Like this album for me is it's good. And I'd give it a seven out of 10. That would be my final score on it. But um this it feels very much like a product of james blake being adored by a lot of hip-hop artists now and now them sharing a lot of what um makes them like your travis scott's and your metro boomin like to have metro boomin and and Mm. and james blake on 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 the same song with travis scott to me is a a marriage that like i didn't see it coming it's it works really well i like that song a lot but it just doesn't it's not it's not the james blake that like when i listened to his first album or when i listened to overgrown there was a very distinctive style that I went to James Blake for, and this doesn't feel as distinctive. It feels more like he's amalgamating into to, into hip hop being the the massive platform that it is right now, right? Mm-hmm. So to work with an artist like Travis Scott and have Metro Boomin on, I think it's on two songs. He, yeah, he contributed so, yeah. production on two songs. The Moses Sumney feature is great as well. So there's a lot of great moments on this album. But I don't know if I went to somebody and and wanted to talk about the brilliance that 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 I think that is James Blake, assume form wouldn't be the album I would give them. It would very likely be overgrown or his debut album to me. Those are the two that I would probably do. Even as, even as a enough thunder EP, like it's brief, but it's very James Blake and it's very true to who he is while still extending himself into a new direction. I actually think James Blake's done one of the best jobs. Just talking about this with the XX, he stayed true to what makes him um, distinctive while still introducing new elements to his music. And he does it in a very, very natural way. And I think that that's just because James Blake is a good artist overall. And I think he understands sound. I think a lot of his sampling and looping and stuff like that, I just think he, he, he's learned a lot of different practices from doing that for as long, which allows him to have this like very wide array of, 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 um, of, of compatibility with a number of different artists. So he can work with Bonnie Vera, but he can turn around and work with Travis Scott and it's on his own volition. It's not like he's being put onto these tracks without any um, context, like like Kanye does with his collaborators, collaborators sometimes where he has a vision for them and they don't fully appreciate it. I actually think James Blake does a really, really good job of reaching out and making sure that he fits his aesthetic while still meeting 
whatever else uh, people are asking of him. He was on the on the Astral World album as well. Mm-hmm. On my favorite Stop song on that God, album, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was my favorite song on the album. And his contribution on that was awesome. Like he, it sounded very true to him, but it lent itself really well to Travis Scott as well. So, um, yeah, for me, assume form seven out of ten. Um, I'd go. I'd be willing to go as high as seven and a half, but it's just not his definitive piece of work to me. I think that we'll probably hear him go something back, go to something more traditional on future projects, or he'll really start to double down on working yeah. with hip hop artists and 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 become. I think he's going to take something the very different approach, which well, is I work mean, with right hip hop artists. Do you think that that affected Tim and Paula's um, quality of work? No, not at all. What have they really worked on, though? I mean, Theophilus well, London well, with Kevin like Parker. Tame but... Paula is, in itself, is Kevin Parker. Right. Right? And Kevin Parker is now producing. Well, he was on the Travis hip-hop. Scott album as well, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's, he's branching out and doing the same sort of things, right? And it's that kind of, but they're, I mean, it's different because they're more psychedelic rock, right? But, I mean, James Blake, like you said, stays true to himself in a way. Like, when we saw him live in New York City, he literally sampled the audience while performing and like made a loop track based off that and then just left the stage while it was looping over and over and over again and everyone's like oh is it is yeah it, that's when we saw him at the uh, like yeah. do we leave what, what's happening and it was just him looping sounds making a song live it was interesting to say the least but um yeah i mean that for me if i were to recommend people overgrown or James Blake's self-titled album, it would be, I would have to find out a lot more about them and their music taste before I could ever recommend someone that. I feel like Assume Form is a more, is a safer bet for people. Like it's a, it's a lot more of a common listen than that sort of uh, Assume Form or, or Overgrown, or I mean, sorry, Overgrown or, or James Blake. So I would have to find out, like, I would have to ask people questions. Do you like the XX? Do you like somber music? Do you like Sampha? Do you like Subtract? Do you like these other things that can kind of guide me into if I would give them that recommendation? Where it's Assume Form, I could be like, listen to Assume Form, see if you like it. Because if they say, yeah, I like it, then I'll be like, okay, go to his back catalog. But if they say, no, I don't like it, they generally will not have an interest in his back catalog. But that's the way I feel about that. Yeah, I, I, I tend to agree with that. Yeah. James Blake. James, James Blake. Blake. Gotta love him. Will he? I don't uh, know if you do. You don't what? You don't. I don't know if you do. Gotta love him. I'd say. Uh, I would say stop trying to be God. That's not who you are. Yeah. I mean, I think it's definitely you're. You're definitely right on the mark there as far as him being true to himself. Like if you've, I, I don't listen to a lot of James Blake, but even I'm like aware of his like his musical aesthetic and texture and like all the different tracks that he is like involved on. And that whole, that whole ghostly, like, sounds like eerily sounds like a robot crying sort of thing that he's got going on. Like, you can hear it in a lot of places. That is just who James Blake is. He is, he himself is a robot crying. Right? Yeah. And, but it was just like, there's too often that I was listening to this album and like, I started hearing something that was like, this sounds really good. And then slowly it would devolve into like, okay, but this is not really going anywhere. It was too, too often. Like I found things that felt that it sounded sonically impressive but ultimately without substance on this album and maybe that was just i was aware of who james blake was but in the back of my mind i sort of felt like listening to this like this sounds like a really good record producer got a record deal and that was just and that was it i think i i think you need to spend more time with this work and i think that the album that i would go back to again i mean shane and i are going to differ in opinions on this but his first like album overgrown. i i know i like 
Yeah, the self-titled. His, his self-titled is my favorite. There's a couple songs on there called Lin's Far and One and Two, and those are probably two of my favorite songs that he's put out, period. And then he's got a Feist cover, uh, Limits Your Love, um, which is a great, that that's a good balance of him as a vocalist as well as his production roots. I think that when he walks the line of being an okay vocalist with some elements of of um like pitchiness like especially early on in his catalog he's not always perfect as a singer but he compensates really well with melodies and with his production and i think he doesn't do that better than he does on james blake like self-titled and then overgrown after that it feels like he either goes too far in one direction or too far in the other direction he just doesn't walk the balance nearly as much as he does on the first two I i can appreciate the value and the objective quality of his work the thing is, is just, it's a texture that I don't enjoy. Okay. Like, I just don't want to hear more of that, like, pseudo echoey kind of referencing, like, some parts of it that old. So we talked about Stop Trying to Be God, and I think that's probably, like, maybe one of his most pop- more popular, like, collaborations within the past year. And that whole echoey harmonica in the back sort of thing, like, just something about that this That was Stevie texture. Wonder, though. Yeah, but the like the way it sort of echoes in and the way how that fits within his aesthetic, like just doesn't rub me the right way. I don't like it. I thought that was more of a Travis Scott thing rather than a James Blake thing. Like you don't, I don't hear much of that on James Blake's records. Is I feel that, that I usually, feel that a lot. Specifically, sorry? there's one track where not usually no. Like where's this one? Uh, what's it called? It is Barefoot in the Park, and I remember like listening to that and just sort of like his songs sometimes sound like you're watching the world like from another dimension and hearing sort of like these sort of levels of like distortion while you view something from another space and huh. often yeah just and i just don't i just don't i guess think i know that i guess i know what you're saying with it like like he, it almost seems like you're from the outside looking in um to a certain degree like it feels like he's playing out of out of out of like a it's interesting it's interesting. It's, it's a definitely, aesthetic. It's definitely difficult to do without simply distorting music in such a way that just like reduces fidelity. He's finding a way to reinterpret things that feel familiar and they're different genres and mashing them together. Like it's tech, it's like technically impressive. It's just for me, it doesn't feel like from a, it, I don't find it like, I don't find it impressive. I don't find it impressive in a way that just makes me feel like I want to listen to more of this or I want to be exposed to more of it. It just felt more of just like this is a specific this is a specific scene and I can very well do without. But I'm glad like I got exposed to it. I'm glad I saw more of it. This is definitely an artist who like even if you haven't listened to James Blake, you've listened to James Blake to some degree. Like his his collaborations, like I did some background like looking up looking him up like after listening to this because I really want to experience this album in a vacuum and just he works with some of my favorite artists but he is most certainly not one of them okay that's fair yeah so those are our thoughts on james blake Blake. paul's thoughts lots of them (laughs) i Uh, i'd give that i'd give give this album a four out of ten oh god yeah we could spend another half hour chill out seven out of ten yeah but it's a four versus a seven like me saying it's not his best work versus saying Four, four is I mean, abysmal you said, for an You said you liked it for a seven. I'm giving it a four, and I hate it. I don't understand how you could hate it. I I don't like in this in this. I don't I don't see that it has no value. But if I'm rating it from a personal scale, like four out of ten, like highly unlikely that I would listen to this. Even though I recognize that it's not shit, I would not want to listen to it. And there okay. you have it, folks. Not That's on, okay. Not we on can Paul's disagree. Playlist. We don't always think about to, the yeah. way I describe this. 
Tumblr poetry set against like machine learning auto generated yeah, brain stimulation. You're sound. dressed like that right now. You look like that. Yeah, you do look you, like a Tumblr boy. I'm you're doing, on the cover of Frank Ocean's new album. I'm doing yeah. it for the Bumble guys. <laughs> so like, dumb. Boys don't cry. Anyways, they uh, do cry. Check out James. When it uh, gets him- Bitches. James Blake, James Blake's uh, polarizing new album, Assume Form. Assume Form. Two out of three critics give it over a seven. <laughs> yeah, give us a score if you uh, enjoyed the That's new not James fair. Blake Take a album. Gave it a seven. Yeah, so it's over a seven. That's a seven. It doesn't. Seven I also one. said seven or seven and a half. I'd yeah. go highest. Okay, so. we're right na- right here right now. Which one are you giving it? Seven point five or seven? I give it a seven and a half just because. Fuck you. Ah, um, uh, yes. Fuck you. Fuck you all. I don't think he deserves the uh, the. Uh, the, the 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 critic the critical nature of the comments that you've made i understand why you wouldn't appreciate it but i don't think objectively it's a bad album what kind of name is james blake anyway his a actual very name? british name james blake it's two first names first of all okay well we're uh oh, <laughs> when paul gets fucking set on something he's just gonna shit on everything in the personality yeah, your hero yeah. is got the same name as a state in america which one Wait, indiana which... jones I mean, I was thinking Cristiano Ronaldo. I was like, I don't yeah, know. The state like, of Cristiano Ronaldo. I want to move to the state of Ronaldo. <laughs> he is a religion, Cristiano. Anyways, Christianity Ronaldo. Christian, we'll so be, stupid. we'll hopefully be seeing James Blake live. New York City New York at Terminal City, Five. Terminal we will have five. a review of the, of that show if we can. Yeah, Paul won't be there. I won't. God. Clearly, he might show up just to then comment on it in person. I'd give this rate, this live performance a four out of ten. Play the guitar. He's just playing music. <laughs> God, he presses play. Okay, check us out. Social media, Slice T.O. Brian, uh, he knows better. On everything but Tumblr. And uh, yeah, let us know what you think of Assume Form. And uh, Congratulations to the LA Rams on winning the Super Bowl. We're really, really uh, pushing Doubling that down in. on this. <laughs> Tripling down. This is the third podcast in a row. Yeah. But yeah, tell us what you think about James Blake. And uh, we will see you on Monday. Have a great weekend. The division beta also starts today, so we'll have thoughts for them from that on Monday or at some point next week, depending on how much time we spend for it or on it. Sorry, rather. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's been a slice. Cool. It's been Don't a slice. Forget, I love you.